how true that song is today. There's even times in our lives that it takes more than just holding my hand. I got to depend on him to pick me up and carry me through the valley. That's what his word will do. That's what his presence called the Holy Ghost will do. It will strengthen us, gird us up. Amen. Carry us through places and situations that we're not even real sure. Amen. What direction and how to go about it. But you know what? The Bible promise, he says, I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. And that presence with us in the time of trouble will bring us and lead us out of that trouble. Thank God. Amen. That he'll take us by the hand and lead us through. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. I'll let our classes go back. It's good to see each one of you with us today. Appreciate our Sunday school, our Sunday school teachers. Amen. As they endeavor to put the word of God into the heart of the soul and the mind and the spirit of our young people, our children. It's very important. They have only a small window. Amen. To plant that seed and to put it into their spirit and heart. And so I need our prayers and the hand of God, the anointing of the Lord to rest upon each one of them and in their classes. Hallelujah. To put the word of God down in the depths of their soul and heart and spirit. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a generation that better know what the book says. and Have a revelation. Amen. Not just a letter, not just a memorization of it, but a revelation of it. What it's instructing us and guiding us along this journey. I tell you, we're living in that time. We're living in that hour. Amen. Because even Jesus Christ himself warned us. He said, amen, in the end time, one of the first things he warned us about is not to be deceived. And I'm telling you what, folks, I don't want to be deceived. How about you? Neither do I want to deceive nobody. Last week's lesson done a good job talking about that. Study show ourselves approved unto God. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly there actually means straight cutting. Straight cutting. <laughs> Amen. Don't, don't do all this. Cut out what you don't like and leave what you... <laughs> no. Amen. Straight cutting. Let the word be the word. It's God's word. You and I can't change it. But the word has a power to change us. Thank God for it. You and I all are examples of that. Amen. And so falling right on the heels of this is the amazing grace. As we have ears to hear the word of God. And not only the word, but to hear what the spirit, his spirit, is saying unto the churches. Or let's go a step further. What about to us as individuals? Amen. I believe that's a heartbeat of everybody in this service this morning. We want to hear the heart of God. We want to hear the mind of God, the voice of God, even in our own personal lives. Hallelujah. That it would be clear, giving us direction. Have you ever been lost? <laughs> Physically? I mean, you know. Or you could be like Sister Linda said that time. You remember that? <laughs> We're not lost. We just don't know where we at. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> we know we're in Alabama and we can get home, but that ain't where we want to go. <laughs> Praise God. Well, amen. But we have all been lost at some time. And before, the, you know, the, these GPS and all this other good things. And hallelujah, you'd have to stop and ask somebody and. Praise God. And, you know, when you stop, you could tell pretty quick if they knew what they was doing. 
Hallelujah. Some people give you way too many details. They'll tell you about the dogs down the road and the bugs and the You're thinking, hey, that's way too much. <laughs> give me some real notable landmarks. Amen. Count the red lights. You know, make it as simple as you can. Woo. Did you know what? God made this plan a lot more simpler than what most people believe it really is. Amen. Hallelujah. He's gave us some real notable landmarks. How to be saved. And thank God for one of the most powerful ones. And the one that's probably the most abused both directions. But I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation that needs to get balanced in the grace of God, it's this generation. I want to get balanced in the grace of God to demonstrate it. Watch it, amen, as it flows through us. Because nobody's got where they're at without the grace of God experiencing it. Amen. The Paul, our apostle, amen, said, I am what I am, what? By the grace of God. Amen. You can't even get the Holy Ghost without first experiencing the grace of God. You can't really believe there is a God without experiencing this amazing grace that there is a God. And since I believe there is a God, you know what happens automatically? Right then, amen, grace starts showing up. Operating, maneuvering around, working around where you and I can really know Him. And thank God it doesn't quit. It constantly just keeps working. And you and I just keep growing in it. Amen. And this is what's going to help us to live the life and to be victorious and to accomplish that that God calls on us. Amen. As a church, but even as individuals. Finding our place in the kingdom. Finding our place in the body. Find our place in that place is going to give him glory and fulfills his purpose. For isn't that what it's all about? Amen. Amazing grace, focused thought. Salvation gives us hope for what the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. Amen. Anybody got up this morning looking for Jesus, expecting to come? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> We're busy. I understand. Don't, don't, don't take that wrong. But, but you know what? He could. He could. He could come. It's his business. Amen. I, I, but you know what? This grace gives us that hope. Now, let me, let me ask you this question. Anybody expecting Jesus to come? Praise God. He's coming, folks. I'm expecting. I, in fact, I know he's coming. I don't know when. I don't know what day. Now, if you read the scriptures close enough, he said he wouldn't catch us as a thief. We'd be ready. We'd be prepared. And I believe if you watch and read the scriptures close enough, even the instructions from Jesus and Paul and Peter, wanted us all to live every day as though he was coming that day. And the real key to that is, you know what? He could come for us as an individual. Even if he hadn't come, amen, as far as the snatching away of the church, he could come. So as we, we study about this grace, the focus verse Amen. In Paul's writing to Titus, this is what you could call, amen, the other son of Paul himself, the apostle. Amen. These, these letters, amen, is pastoral letters that's written, but uh, we're we going to instruct, and, amen, because we're all ministers of Jesus Christ, all, amen, full of the Holy Ghost and being led of God and, and walking in His grace and mercy. So we want to be everything He wants us to be, am I right? So as we watch this, amen, the focus verse, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing. Of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, watch, boy, that's, that's one God right there, isn't it? The only God you're going to see is Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Hallelujah. That's the only God. God's a spirit. So we know the great appearing of God's going to be in none other but Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're going to meet him in the cloud. Amen. We're going to meet him on the other side. The lesson text we're going to see is found at Titus 2, 11 and 15. And uh, we'll address those verses as we go through this lesson here this morning. And uh, we just, we just want to... Uh, how many of you read your co- scriptural connection, the Scottish proverb? And I hope you read it all and looked at it closely. Because even the two they chose was right. If you look in the King James Version, they're not worded exactly like they got them in here either. <laughs> well, I just figured I'd bring that out. Uh, Again, uh, we don't have no problem using them as study Bibles, but if you got one Bible, I'd get a King James Version, and I'd just stay with it. And uh, but anyway, uh, if you watched all of them, how many of them that you read that you've heard it many a times and possibly thought they was in the Bible? Amen. And come to find out, they're not worded quite like that. Those 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 words, in, to a sense, and the principle of them is true, but uh, but in the in the way that they're addressed, a lot of times they're not. And so we're noticing right, right out the gate here. It's very important that we would uh, read and study the word of God for ourselves. Amen. That we'd be water proved unto God. And to really to, uh, experience and to know about this amazing grace. Amen. Is to read and study the book. Hallelujah. Because that's, that's where the real revelation of it comes. As you study what the scriptures have instructed us. Amen. About these topics and subjects. We always got to get back to the book. It doesn't matter what it is. I always use, amen, the Coke for an example. I mean, you remember years ago they decided to change their recipe. And they got away from the original Coke. And uh, for all of you Pepsi fans, I'm not against you, okay? I'm not a Pepsi fan. I don't like Pepsi Cola. I don't drink too many Cokes, period, okay? But on the other hand, if I'm going to drink a Coke, I'd rather have a Coke. And if I'm going to drink a Coke, I want the classic Coke. I want the original Coke. I don't want that other one they had because it uh, tasted like a Pepsi, which tastes like it's been shook up. I'm just, you know, a little watered down. Uh, you know, so, but, but uh, go back to the original. So, you know, that's the same way with us. You got to go back to the original. So as we talk about grace, let's just go back to the original. Because I thank God for that amazing grace that works in our lives, in all the areas of our lives. And you know what? It's always ready to work for us. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're at, and your situations. I'm telling you, this grace is ready to work for you and I. Amen. To work on our behalf and to work into our lives. Hey, I brought Brother Arnold make this statement right here. He said, amen. He said, uh, uh, people, amen, that loses their joy, you know, if they ever had it, they ever, if they've lost their joy, he said, they fail from grace is the problem. They, 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 they reached a place, amen, that they felt like the grace was no more working. But if you've always got confidence and faith in the grace of God, there's always hope and there's always joy and there's always a way of Now, that, that's for everybody. Well, I, I'm not going to try to justify everything I'm saying here this morning. But at the same time, amen, it doesn't matter how far in sin you're walking. How far in a backslid condition. That can be, now watch this. That could be that far. This far. Or as far over here as you can get. This grace always gives us a door and a pathway back. 
back in fellowship. Back into a place of companionship. Watch this. Now the writer starts this lesson off. He takes us to Genesis. And so in Genesis we find out and we see the first example of who found grace. I don't know enough about Noah and the scripture, you know, how did Noah find this? I know this much. The scripture said Noah found it. But who all benefited from Moses from Noah finding grace? His whole family. Power of grace. Watch this. Not only do we see the power of grace, amen, and such, but when you begin to look at it in the setting and the timing of our world and the spiritual condition of our world, of the wickedness and evilness of our world and the darkness that they was walking in, Amen. It was grace that gave us hope as humanity. It was grace that stepped out on this, this uh, area of so much darkness and hopelessness and, and going in the wrong direction. In fact, the scripture makes it so, so strong enough that even God it re repented him that he had created man. A man and created him in the image that he was created that would come and have the power of choice because now they was living in a time, a man, that all they thought about, God never crossed their minds, never had any intent in their heart, a man. When you talk about the imaginations, that means intent. Hallelujah. They wouldn't even have intent in their heart to think about God or to call on God, but continually, all their time, day and night, in dreams and visions. And conversations and everything else. He was wrapped up in nothing but wickedness and evilness and, and things of that nature. And so we understand that even by violence itself, because that's what happens. Amen. When you continue to think on these things and carnality and unrighteous things and ungodly things and get wrapped up in it, violence is coming right down the road. Destruction's coming right down the road. And so I, I believe, amen, that if, if God, if Noah hadn't have found grace, amen, and then God, hallelujah man would have self-destruct himself and destroyed himself with no hope hallelujah but thank God hallelujah even though it repented him he said you know what but I got grace because God knew it amen from the very beginning in the garden hallelujah as we watch a demonstration of grace it was grace that reaches over and snatches amen skins off an animals and covers Adam and Eve when they try to cover themselves but that covering wasn't proper hallelujah wasn't sufficient but you know what there had to be blood shed hallelujah because there's life and blood and without the shame of blood there's no remission and so it's grace that's going to bring along another lamb amen along the 4,000 years later hallelujah and by faith and by grace hallelujah this is what's going to operate until that moment and that time comes 4,000 years later it's nothing but an act of faith and walking in faith and fathers of faith walking in the grace of God and pleasing God when nobody else could when nobody else is living for when nobody else is even thinking about living for somebody can find grace and live for God what I'm telling you this morning amen I don't care how wicked it's get how bad it gets you and I can make up in our minds we can live for God and for God by his grace by his grace it can be found it can be received and it doesn't matter where you're walking at today it doesn't matter what kind of spiritual condition 
you're walking into this morning. Noah found it in his hour, in his generation. Watch this. I don't think, I know we, I've heard it. People who said, I've heard some say, hey, God don't hurry up and take the church out. He's going to have to raise up Noah's day and apologize to him. Oh, no. You better read it again and just see how wicked and vile it really was. Eight souls. And there's a possibility seven of them just got connection because of the one that found the grace. You walk with him, for him. Even if you're having to do it alone, this grace is sufficient to carry us. I believe that this is some of the greatest examples that you and I can be as born-again Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ. I believe this is the true message of what Job. We don't live for you, God. So we can just have blessings as far as upon this earth. And our love and faith is not governed by those things. They're nice. And thank God for them. Okay. And we appreciate them. And they're the favorite, the blessings of God. But if they're all taken away. Those are not the things that keeps us. Those are not the substance that we rely upon. To keep a sound mind. To keep a living right. But there is a. There is an element called grace. Even when that old Satan is. is that, that, that messenger is buffing against me. And some days when I get up and feel like all I can do, <laughs> some days feel like all I can do is just stand. I'm doing good to do that. What did he tell us to do? You just stand. Because if you'll stand for him and for his truth, and for his life, for his purpose, grace is going to show up. And by his grace, we're going to be made victorious. So, as we watch this, unfold what a beautiful setting what a beautiful outline amen that's given to us right in the beginning when he talks about the grace that saves us it's impossible to be saved without the grace of god hallelujah and it's not a time and i know i know home church you know i've been preaching in the last two or three wednesday nights on this and the last two wednesday nights about paul talking about not to frustrate the grace of god i'm telling you that's hammering on me amen and in my heart my mind and spirit i've listened to a couple of other things and guess what their topic is about <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace. And it's ever been a time for the church to demonstrate 
the grace of God. I'm telling you, this is one of the most prime times, amen, to demonstrate the grace of God in the world that we're living in. Because we're living in a world that feels like there's no hope. We're living in a world that feels like hey, I won't have a chance. I beg the difference with you. The grace of God, amen, is always working to bring us and maneuver us into that place and into that place and back into fellowship. Because what happened in the garden? Let me ask you. What happened in the garden? What was lost in the garden? What happened to Adam and Eve? Immediately. We talked about you're going to die. They didn't die a physical death, but they died what? A spiritual death. A fellowship with their creator. Hmm. Praise God. God said, coming back though, it's going to take a while. Remember what Isaiah said. He knew the ending from the beginning. He knew. So he knew how to work and bring this fellowship and bring this all back in to the place that it should be. Writer talks about it. He says that the hope of salvation would come through what? Childbearing. Go back. Genesis 3.15. Now when God comes in the garden and he starts to curse. Adam says the woman you give me. The woman said it was the serpent. He starts to curse. In Genesis 3.15, he informs the serpent. The seed of the woman. You know what God done? God used the very vessel that the serpent used. To bring salvation. To bring us hope. To bring us back. And so the seed of the woman... You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. That's a place of authority. A place of spiritual authority. That's the reason the devil wants to rule and reign in our lives. That's the reason he uses sin and the fallen nature to try to dominate us and control us. But thank God for the man, the seed called 4,000 years later. But the seed called... Jesus Christ. Watch Paul's writings in 1 Timothy 2, 13 and 15. For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. Notwithstanding or simply means nevertheless. She shall be saved in what? Childbearing. Praise God. It's part of the curse, but yet on that same token, a man through childbearing. If they continue what? Notice this. If they continue, they, both the man and the woman. If they'll continue in faith, in charity, in holiness, and sobriety, which is self-control. <laughs> man, it all really ties together when you start watching it and reading it, studying it. About how powerful this grace is. And what you and I can experience and, and become a part of and receive by his grace. By his grace. So we see as he's told us here. That in this promise. We find God's desire to see what humanity. Not destroyed. It's not God's will. Amen. He gets no glory. Out of the death of the wicked. Mm -mm. You watch what he says. Even though it. Amen. Spiraled downward. And deeper and deeper into sin. 
Grace is going to show up. Mercy is going to show up. Then it comes and begins to talk about the A part of that. The salvation to all first mentions of grace in the Bible is directly connected to, amen, to what? To salvation. So Noah what found grace and his family was saved from that great destruction of the flood. So we see that God's intent was what? For everyone to what? To, to be covered by grace. That's God's intent. Don't let the devil lie to you. I don't care where you're at this morning. How, how saved or unsaved you may feel you are. Amen. Don't let the devil lie to you. God's intent for us is to make it. God's intent for everybody that's under the sound of my voice to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, hell was created for the devil and his angels. Praise God. Amen. It wasn't created for us. That was the intent of God. Amen. He, he, it wasn't intent. Amen for us. So we see. Hallelujah, how God's grace and God's mercy begins to work on our behalf. History's iris and none should perish. And now watch what the apostle Peter, when you go to 2 Peter 3 and 9, and you begin to observe, amen, the promises that begin to take place. And I want to read just a little bit more of that than just that one verse in your hearing this morning. Because I want you to really understand, amen, what's transpiring, what's taking place, especially when he talks about promise. Amen. What a beautiful day to be talking about the promises of a father. Amen. You know, there's some promises, you know, I could probably make them, but the chances of being able to fulfill them would be very unlikely. You know, my son or daughter come to me and say, hey, I want a million dollars. Sure, write the check. I'll give you a check. You're crazy enough to try to. I couldn't, you know, okay? Just as an example. But this Heavenly Father, amen, is going to be able to fulfill every promise. So you watch what the latter, the latter the part of the second chapter, of the second, the last, the second book of Second Peter is the last chapter. The letter that's written there and what he's addressing, what he's bringing unto us. And, and to those, amen, and remember now, the apostle Peter was the one. He was the one that carried the message to the Jews on, in Acts 2. He was the one that carried the message to the Samaritans, which is a mixed multitude in the Acts 8 chapter. He's the one that carried the message, amen, amen, to, to Cornelius in the 10th chapter. This is the man, amen, that Jesus said, you're the rock, you're the one that's got the keys. And so now in the closing amen, and the departure of, of, of the apostle Peter, he knows he's fixing to go off the scene and done been prophesied to him. He knew amen, that he was going to be become a martyr. He was going to die. And so he's writing a letter and he's trying to leave it to those of the believing amen, that they could have something to hold on to and, and help him to remember and put it in their minds and put it in their spirit. Amen. Because he knew they was going to have struggles and trials and things of that nature. So he wanted to leave them something amen. Just like Moses, amen, left, amen, the Israelites in Deuteronomy the, the whole show book of Deuteronomy don't Moses knew he's going to die. So he's given the Israelites something to carry in the promised land with him to help them keep God focused and directed. Thank God for the written word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank God when it's written on the tables of our hearts and our minds and our spirits because that's the full intent of God. And that's the only way that we can live an overcoming life. Amen. It's how the written word wrote in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Amen. So you watch what Peter's telling them and instructing them in this very last chapter. I not try to read it anyway. He's talked about the second picture, but loved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandments of the apostles. The Lord save it. He puts both of them, the prophets and the apostles, on the same spiritual level. Okay? 
Knowing this first, there is shall come in the last days coffers walking after their own lusts, saying there is, there is the promise of his coming. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were uh, from the beginning of the creation. For this is winning our ignorant of that which the word of the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the waters and in the waters. Some talked about two different times when this actually be. We believe it was the flood whereby the world was then was being overflowed with water in Paris. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept and stored, reserved into the, the, uh, the, to fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Listen to what he's telling you. Listen to what's going to happen. Ungodly men. Perdition. That means destruction. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. You know what I believe he's telling us that really? Amen. Uh, how many of you can remember you know, pretty good what you've done yesterday, but how many of you can remember what you've done 25 years ago on this same day? But God, he can remember, amen, no matter if it's been a thousand or one day. He remembers. In other words, he's not going to be slack in fulfilling a promise. He's not going to forget. Now watch this. You ever made a promise to somebody, but it just simply slipped your mind? You had the resources and the powers to do it, but it just, you slack. We're prone. Sometimes, you know, we don't mean to, but it's just that humanity part of us. And occupied and busy and whatever. Uh, if you ain't never forgot to do nothing, you ain't been asked to do a whole lot. That's all I can say. <laughs> if you get on some of these other lists where some of these folks is very busy, uh, you'll find out, amen, because they're crowding into this and that and all the other. You're prone to forget to do some things. Okay? Not that you intend or don't want to. And you hate it as much as the individual then. Okay? So I'm just trying to put a point here. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should what? Come to repentance. It's not his will. Amen. And as he finishes out this chapter, watch what, amen, he begins to close with when he begins to finish up with it. He therefore, beloved, seeing, know these things before, beware lest also being led away with the error of of the wicked to fall from your steadfastness but grow in grace. So he finishes up amen his writings are to them with a verse talking about grow in grace. If there's anything I want to grow in is the grace of God. Hallelujah for myself as well as for others. Hallelujah if anything I want to demonstrate to others is the grace of God. By this grace why? Because if Noah can find grace and be redeemed and reconciled and delivered and have the wisdom and knowledge not watch this. Not only amen to be delivered out of that generation but to hear the voice of God and understand the voice of God that I'm living in a world they don't believe the message but it's going to rain what is rain? it's never rained amen the earth was watered from beneath but you know what? he heard the voice of God and God works in a way that nobody else works and I'm telling you there's ever been a generation that needs to hear the voice of God and all the voices that's going on we need to hear the voice of God the instructions of God and the word of God it's still the same amen it has not changed it's not going to change and if there's ever been a time by his grace I want to hear your word God by your grace I want to receive your word Lord I want to receive the commandments I want to receive the statutes I want to receive the principles I want to receive them in my heart my mind and spirit because I understand and I have a revelation of understanding amen without it I can't live an overcoming life it's by your word and so amen by your word not only by the letter but by the spirit the letter killeth hallelujah but oh if I can get the revelation of the spirit of it but not only the revelation of it but the power and the authority of it and it sets upon the, my heart and it sets upon my mind and it sets upon my spirit. I got a law now inside of me that helped me live an overcoming life. And it's not by my power and might, amen. But it's by His grace that I've experienced. Amen. It's going to help me live an overcoming life. 
So that's, you watch what, how this really unfolds. Because we're living in a world that's, even in what we call religion, is so mixed up, so confused. Believe in so many thousands of different ways. Using the same book. So something just not. So. Watch this. And you move from that and you, you watch him here. As he, he deals with it. He, he talks about we can experience what? God's saving grace. Uh, we're all under this umbrella. What is it? You know what it is. Romans 3 and 23. Is it has taught us. And I'm going to use both these verses. He brings both of them out. 23, 23, and 20. Amen. Why? Because no one is righteous without flaw. Nobody in here. We've all. Watch what he says. Now, Paul, if you watch a lot of Paul's writings, uh, Paul deals as much, if not more, with the law as he does with anything. Trying to persuade his followers, because in their time, it would persuade them that they was not justified by keeping the law now. The law had been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Why was that so important? Because you had to believe that the Messiah came. You had to believe that the Lamb had came. How many of you believe that the Messiah has come? How many of you believe in Jesus Christ? And so, you know what? That's, that's the beginning. That's the start. I believe He's come. I believe the Messiah. That's the reason we pray for miracles, wonders, and signs. That's the reason we believe in revival. Because we know that when the Messiah comes, these things is going to happen. The lame's going to walk. Blinded eyes is going to be opened. Deaf ears going to be unstopped. The poor is going to have the gospel preached to them. Now people, amen, that, that never even had it preached to them. Amen. The, the, the veil was going to be rented. Whosoever will, amen, through this Messiah. So when you begin to begin to understand on your own mind and heart and spirit, you know what? I believe he's come. I believe he's come. That's the reason scripture says if you cry out, if you call on him, amen, if you cry out to him, like blind Bartimaeus and his condition and blinded condition, but he heard, amen, that a man was coming by and when he found out it was a man called Jesus and what he heard about Jesus he began to cry out to you there's my answer there's the only one that can heal me there's the only one amen can tell me amen to take my beggar's coat off and change my character change my outcome amen starting with physical eyes but that was just the start of it amen because simply I mean blind Bartimaeus didn't want to be a beggar any longer he didn't want to just be getting by amen I'm going to tell you something ladies and gentlemen hallelujah the true grace of God the experience of the grace of God gives us a spiritual authority that you can't find any other place I feel my helper coming now. Hallelujah. Thank God for this grace. Now, I didn't earn it. That's what Paul's writings in Ephesians makes it clear to us. By grace we are saved. By grace we're going to finish this journey. Hallelujah. By grace I received the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, under the umbrella of grace, you ought to receive the Holy Ghost. Part of the promise. It's part of the commandments. part of the instructions. part of the, 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 the elements of it. All coming and working together. The Holy Ghost. I know, I know we're living in a world today that they just about took uh, taking the Holy Ghost out. They don't, they don't want to hardly use the term Holy Spirit. And I understand Holy Spirit's. Huh. But I like to use the term Holy Ghost. 
Now, I understand there's only one Holy Spirit, but there's a lot of spirits out there. Each one of you got a spirit. Hmm? When the spirit of an unclean man, he goes out. <laughs> but there's only one Holy Ghost. Because ghost means the spirit of a departed one. That's one reason I believe. <laughs> he came and he was he's resurrected. We don't celebrate that just on, sun, on Easter Sunday. We can celebrate it on Father's Day. Because we believe this message. We've, but it goes further than that. We've experienced it. We've experienced it for ourselves. What the Spirit can do. So as you watch him here. Amen. As we begin to talk about all of sin to come up short. And he talks about the law there. When you go to Romans 3. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to cover all that. Because you'd have to go to 6, 7, 8. You've got to go to all this. Now it's no more condemnation. But, but let me just address a little bit of this. Amen. In these particular verses here. In Romans 3 and 20 he says. Therefore by the deeds of the law shall there no flesh be justified. By the deeds of the law. This is what Paul's trying to get them to understand. You know, you can practice these deeds. You can go follow through with that. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important, amen, to, to make sure your relationship and your companionship with God is not man-made. It's not man's traditions. But it's genuine. And it's real. And it's powerful. That's the reason Pentecost is an experience, not a religion. There is a difference. You can experience this, God. You can be born again. How can you call him your father without being born again? Call him Alpha, amen, without biologically being born of him. That's the reason Jesus told Nicodemus, a man must be born again. Of what? Of the water and of the spirit. That's the power of the grace of Jesus Christ. John's writings, amen, the first chapter talks about Jesus Christ came and brought us what? Amen, the fullness of it was grace and truth. Where Moses brought the law because without law we wouldn't have known what sin was. Paul said if it hadn't been for the law I wouldn't have known not to covet. But the law, all the law done, amen, was waking up all this stuff and all this sinning business. But I don't have no resource and no help, amen, to overcome it. But when Jesus Christ came on the sin, the sin, amen, he, he introduced to us, amen, another the law called the spirit of God the measure the earnest of the Holy Ghost amen that puts another law in us the law of his spirit amen and by that spirit if we'll walk that's the reason amen if you'll watch our lesson you can't serve two masters Luke made it clear to us you can't serve two masters you can't you can't be pleasing you can't be loyal to both of them hallelujah that's the reason Jesus said you can't serve manna amen and God too you can't serve flesh and spirit too there's a separation that's what the grace of God does for us I'm telling you anybody that's really experienced the grace of God understands the power. That's the reason they don't have no problem, amen, believing in the resurrection. That's the reason they don't have no problem dying. Read your apostles. They didn't have no problem being dying for this gospel. They knew God had it. By the grace they had experienced, death didn't bother them. Weren't afraid of it. Oh, at one time, read the Bible. It was like a shadow over us until Jesus came. First, that conquered it, that walked among them for 40 days. 40 days he witnessed. Even he, he swam, stepped into rooms without opening a door, walked with him on the road to Emmaus. He's all upset and they didn't recognize him until he blessed and broke the bread. So we believe this. 
So as you watch the scriptures here as they continue about all have sinned and all have come up short and we have failed and we're all in the same condition. We're all in the same situation. No one's exempt. So, so there is the need that I just talked about. Amen. About, amen, about this grace and about this mercy that needs to take place in our hearts, in our lives. And so when you look at some of this, and Ephesians 2 and 5 says, even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ. I mean, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're sitting in a heavenly place today. Man, his presence, his words is what makes it a heavenly place. Amen. A doorway. A Bethel, if you please. That's what Jacob talks about. The Lord's in his place, and I knew it not called it Bethel. It was a doorway to God and to his provision and his, his way. That's the reason, you know, he, he talks about, Jacob talks about, say, only this Jehovah God can fix my life. It's a mess right now. I'm having to leave home. I've done some things I shouldn't have done. I got a brother who wants to kill me. Hallelujah. I'm fixing to go to a strange land, a strange place. I don't know what's going to happen. Only God can work all of this out. And 20 years later, he did. And then the next time around, you know the story. I won't take time to all that. I got too much other ones to cover here. So as you watch some of this, watch what he says in Ephesians, in the seventh verse, he says, In the ages to come, he might show what the exceeding riches of his grace, his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Hallelujah. By faith in this grace. Hallelujah. We're saved. Hallelujah. We're delivered. We receive the Holy Ghost. We, we receive the instructions, and by it, hallelujah. Let, let me, I ain't asking for a show of hands here. But everybody that's ever got the Holy Ghost, have you done everything perfect since then? You ever needed grace since then? <laughs> you know, the Holy Ghost is, does not exempt grace. The Holy Ghost does not overpower the operation of grace. <laughs> well, we're a little, we, sometimes we get a little, but it's still the truth. <laughs> we could talk about in Acts 2, he raised him up. Acts 2, 32. But let me go to Hebrews 10, 29. Now, this is a pretty tough verse here, okay? Uh, but it's, it's, it's there. All right? Oh, how much sore punishment suppose he shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God? And hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing. What's the next one? And have done despite unto the spirit of grace. If you go back and look that up in your Bible, the word spirit's going to be capitalized. And so the writer of our lesson, even. He takes this spirit of grace and he ties it right in, amen, to Acts the sixth chapter. And when he was going to get those seven that was full of the Holy Ghost. And you, he said, basically, you can't separate the spirit of grace and the spirit of the Holy Ghost. They're both as of the same. Working together and for us. It's not a time, amen, to spite the operation of His grace. You know what grace will do for us? Whenever we're, we're living in life and dealing with things, and maybe sometimes we're not even sure. But all of a sudden you feel a little something going, ah, ah. 
It's kind of like the little toddlers. <laughs> you know, they, they kind of know. They, they, they want to play with those little hands that's faster than yours, I promise you. You can take this out of their hand, but the time you get that laid down, they got something else. They're going to have a hundred toys. <laughs> but they wanted this and they want that. But you can watch them get on to them and say, and, and they start heading back, what do you do? You kind of act like that Holy Ghost. You go, ah, ah. And they kind of smile and kind of. And they'll wait if you'll wait. And as soon as you turn your head. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. That's how the Holy Ghost worked for us. He won't stop us. It won't, you know, it's not going to jump ahead of you. He don't have enough donkeys. <laughs> okay? You know the story. <laughs> Somehow I like y'all didn't like that. <laughs> okay. Well, he may send you one. <laughs> I don't want him to send me one. I'll be honest with you. Lord, I, I want to I I humble myself. I want to yield myself. God, I want to obey you. I'm hard-headed. They tell me that all the time. Tell me I'm hard-headed. Can't hear I don't agree with them though. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> uh, so let's watch this. What, what's unfolding? What's trying to transpire? What's, what's God, amen, with the power of His grace? It's here to do what? To instruct us. Or as our, our scripture text, if you go back to it, watch it now. The very next verse. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared what? Notice this one. I missed, I missed this part. It has appeared to all men. Everybody's without excuse. Doesn't matter who they are, where they come from. Creation itself lets us know there is a God. There is a God. And when you begin with honesty, with sincerity, I want to know this God. He knows. You know what, what, you know what releases? You know what? Steps full forward. You know what happened? Grace. Grace immediately starts operating. To see that happen. To allow that to take place. <laughs> and so, Paul's writing to Timothy here. Or Titus, I'm sorry. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to, to all men. That means it has come into sight or become visible. That came through none other but Jesus Christ himself. Thomas, you believe because you've seen. But how much more so those that have not seen but yet believe. We believe. Now, what's the 12th verse? Teaching us. What's teaching us? Grace. Grace. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. What? In what world? In this present world. Not in that one to come. Not when I get on the other. No, no. No. This grace can help me live righteously and godly in this present. That doesn't mean that I'm going to do everything perfect. Now, if you have, good. I got my doubts, but good. <laughs> Just like you, no. Earthen vessels. 
Now, what's the difference? You can't be a servant to it. You, you can't let it. Watch this. We're looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from what? From all what? From all iniquity. Now, what's the other spirit I've been talking about here lately, based on the last six months? The spirit of iniquity that's working. The mystery of it. Even the writer talks about it. It's astounding how the spirit of iniquity will work. You don't believe that? Start listening to and talking to the next guy that does some hideous crime, killing people and things of that nature. And he starts talking about, I heard a voice. I heard a voice, and that voice is of God. But God says, thou shalt not kill. He doesn't tell you something contrary to what's in this book. So what voice are you listening to? You're listening to the voice of the spirit of iniquity. That said it was God. That, pers- that persuaded you that it was of God. Now that spirit of iniquity can work in a lot of other smaller areas, even with truth. Uh-oh. Because there's a constant battle. You go all the way back to the apostles, how they want to take the word of God and distort it, twist it, and make it say something it wasn't saying. But thank God that you and I, by His grace, were true. What's, what's, what did Jesus say on the mount? He said, he that hungers after righteousness shall what? Be filled. Whose righteousness are we seeking for? Now we know by the scriptures, our own righteousness is what? It's filthy rags. So whose righteousness? We're seeking after God's righteousness. So the only way to have God's righteousness is what? To search him by the scriptures. And except you believe that he is and reward of them that diligently seek him. Folks. Just because a man, you know, we, we came and we repented because the gospel is repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and filling of the Holy Ghost. That's just a launching pad. But God help us. We don't need to quit seeking. We need to, we need to persevere to seek him and his heartbeat and his desire and his direction. We need to seek him to let his grace flow through us. Why? Because that's the only way you're going to win other people. Amen. Let's take this out there. Amen. The highways and the byways and, and convince them, persuade them. Hey, you know what? I've experienced something. I promise you, you won't experience this. This grace that I've experienced it. I didn't earn it. Hallelujah. I didn't deserve it. Hallelujah. But I had grace. I found grace. Hallelujah. Watch this. Did not know a preacher of what? A preacher of righteousness for 120 years. He built and worked on an ark. Amen. For 120 years, he worked on that ark. Amen. Day in and day out. Hallelujah. You know why? To the saving of his own. Watch this. Grace doesn't mean that you just come in lies and gives you a license of sin and you're just going to slide in. No. Grace gives you the power and the ability to take on action to do something about. Amen. About your salvation, about your life. Amen. I give you something, amen, inside of you to orchestrate and direct you and help you and create the love in you. Watch this. The Bible says what happens to you. Whenever you experience this grace and you experience the Holy Ghost, what happens? You become what? A new creation. And in that new creation, you begin to what? Love the things you once hated and hate the things you once loved. Why is that? Amen. Because the Bible says carnality is hostile against God. Maybe too much for Father's Day, huh? Why do you think the struggle even after the Holy Ghost? The Bible calls it what? An earthen vessel. Unless you've got some kind of different flesh than I've got. My flesh has never got excited over fasting and praying. It just don't get all beside. Now, there's times when I finally got it to a point. It was all in. Okay. 
So it's we all, what's this? All iniquity, purifying unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Peculiar, special, odd, strange. It all falls in hand. Who gave himself for us. These things speak, exhort, and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. As we come into a close here this morning. I'm hoping and praying that something is being said. That will stir us up. We need God's grace to work through us. Without that grace working through us, we're in trouble. That's the reason when you start looking at the end of the lesson and what really takes place towards some of these lives. I'm going to bring a few more scriptures out. I want you to really understand some things. That I wanted to bring to your attention here today. Father's Day. Promises. Peter put it this way in 2 Peter 1 and 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these ye are, might be what? Partakers of his divine nature. Who's he talking about? God. We're going to take on his divine nature. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. That's what it was given to us for. A little later on, the same book, 2 Peter 2 and 20. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. What's, what's the knowledge of who he was? What's this? You study the scriptures, you'll see that once you've heard of Jesus Christ, you ought to receive the Holy Ghost. He works hand in hand. Paul came up with a group, 12 disciples of John, asked them, had they had the Holy Ghost? He said, no, we hadn't even so much heard of the Holy Ghost. The second question immediately comes, then how was you baptized? He's baptized into John's baptism. What did he do? He rebaptizes them, all 12 of them. Disciples of John the Baptist. <laughs> Why? Coming of Jesus Christ. John himself said, He that's before, before me is mightier than I. I'm not worthy to latch his shoes. Why? Because he's going to baptize us with what? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's what this holy nature is all about. And without and the absence of this holy nature and the absence of the Holy Ghost, it's impossible to live a life that's pleasing to God. We don't have a chance. The only way we're going to live a godly, holy life is through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and then walking therein, day in and day out, 
as God leads us and guides us. And so now Peter's writing and telling us, said, now those that acknowledge this Savior Jesus Christ, but they entangle themselves again, amen, for it had been better for them had they not known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them, but it is, but it has happened to them according to the proverb, the dog has turned to his own vomit and the sound to the watering of the mire. So what's happening here? They turn back to it, but watch the power and the grace of God. It's always there to bless us and to heal us and to bring us out. Here's the problem with that. And whenever they would turn to all of that and still say, hey, I'm saved. I'm, holy, I'm, I'm, I'm heaven bound. There's the problem. I can live this lifestyle and still go to heaven. When this, now, if you don't think that's a problem, I know I'm, <laughs> you know why America's in the mess she's in? Because America's opened her doors up and accepted every life and lifestyle and all of them's going to heaven. You know why America's got in the pulpits? And if it's offended, it's still homosexuals and lesbians as spiritual leaders. That's the reason. We're not going to stand to say, no, you're not going to make it. I'm not saying you're not going to make it. Here's the problem with that. This does. Now, you know what my opinion Every one of them can be redeemed. There's not, not one lesbian, not one homosexual, not any of them that cannot be converted. Such were some of us. What's the difference between liars and adulterers? And sin, sin. Now we put it in, you know. And we don't want to participate in none of them, but, but the grace of God can redeem but here's the problem with America. She's fallen to that place where they're all going. No matter what kind of lifestyle they live. That don't matter. But that's not what the scriptures. That's, that's frustrating the grace of God. That's rejecting the grace of God. Because when you reject the grace or misuse it, it counsels you out of the Holy Ghost too. Because they work hand in hand and work together. <laughs> Holy Ghost filled people is the most graceful people on the face of the earth. Did you know that? I've either lost everybody or y'all just, you know, don't believe what I just said. Okay, I'll say it this way. Holy Ghost filled people ought to be the most graceful people on the face of the earth. Because if anybody knows about grace, it's Holy Ghost filled people. People that understands how much grace he's had upon our lives as individual. That's a reason I'm very happy. Now watch this. What, what did Jesus come to do? Come to preach the gospel. Did he come to condemn the world? He did not, did he? Guess what? I'm not here to condemn nobody. But I am here to preach a message that can get you out. We got to get out. That's what grace does. What did Noah want to get out of? What generation? It was grace that Noah found that got him, that moved him to build an ark to work 120 years to put pitch on the inside and the outside. That's a type of holiness. Because there's going to be a storm. There's going to be water. If you don't build it right, put the right stores. And then you know what? And watch this. God didn't even give me the right to close the door. He'd been in that ark for seven days. I don't know if some of them boys might have walked up. Daddy, God said to come in. My grace. I don't know. Maybe the animals was coming. 
I personally don't believe that Noah went and drove them all in there. They came unto him, if you read the scripture. Those wild beasts, elephants and all, came. But the blindness of the people still. And all of a sudden, God closes that door. Grace door is going to close. We got grace today. His grace. But you and I can't reject it. We got to respond to it. Responding is beginning to hear the voice. Hear the instructions. What's what the scripture said about Noah. Noah found grace. What else did he find? Scripture said salvation. You know what another term for salvation? Deliverance. Thank God for his deliverance. What do we got so much of today? Got all kind of mental hospitals. We got all type of, uh, and I'm not against it, but just, just listen to me a second. I'm, I'm fixing clothes. We got all type of, of rehabs. We spend billions of dollars on these. I'm not, again, I'm not against none of that. What I'm telling you is we've rejected the grace of God. So now we have to do it on our own and try to deal with it and fix it. When the real fixer is the grace of God. The real deliverer is the grace of God. And so if we cry out. Humble ourselves and cry out for this grace. Anybody excited about receiving that grace? With all honesty, folks, it's his grace. Paul, he, he said it right. He called himself in one place. He said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. He persecuted the church. He was on his road to Damascus. A man to drag men and women. Throwing them in jail. Because of believing in this way. But God smote him down. He said, but I am what I am by the grace of God. This is a very powerful lesson. It's a lengthy lesson. It really is. I know I've been on this topic for quite some time. And to be honest with you, we probably still haven't hardly scratched the surface of this grace. How exciting that uh, we ought to be a man for experiencing it for ourselves and then to know that we have it with us. As Brother Ferguson and them, they preached song, that song this morning. I can't walk a man one mile without him holding. That's his grace. That's his grace. A man that will walk with us. That will speak to us. That will guide us. Because we're living in a very troubled world. A very broken world. Full of chaos and trouble and, and, and horror. Amen. But you know what? If Noah could find grace in his time, in his age, in his world, you and I can find the grace that we need to live the lives that are pleasing unto him. And not only that, to be a testimony and a witness unto others. How marvelous this grace really is. 
Amen. I've experienced it. And thank God, not just at one time, but we can experience it on a regular basis as God walks with us and ministers through us and helps us along this journey because we have got an enemy. We got a devil out there that hates us and he wars against us. And he's going to do everything within his power to try to uh, cause us to miss the mark. He doesn't want us to attain that inheritance. He doesn't want us to, for us to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful. Sorry, he doesn't want, he don't want you that to happen to you. He's going to do everything that he possibly can, amen, to pull you to the side. He's going to shoot fiery darts. He's going to do everything he can, amen, to keep you from going to the place called heaven. I'm telling you, folks, we need his grace in this world that we're living in today. God bless you. All the classes are coming in. And um, we're going to do Father's Day here this morning. Uh, we love you and appreciate you and thankful that you've come to be with us on this Father's Day. Amen. A day of celebration, a time that uh, we take a set one day uh, of the year aside and thank God for it. Uh, you know, thank God for fathers. I, I thought about that today. You know, how this role has fell on some, amen, even among us uh, that's taken on this roadship. Uh, to help others to, to become that father figure at times when somebody else had maybe come up short and dropped the ball or, or death, whatever the reason might be. It ain't, it's not always just a bad reason that, uh, as far as in that way that that happens. But we got some men, and we got some of the greatest fathers that lives right here that's inside this church. Amen. It's a part of this community and uh, got some coming up. Amen. It's going to be some great fathers. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, thank God for them and uh, to be an example unto our community. Uh, we need that. We need those mentors. We need those as stable and grounded and established. And, and they're not going to let the things of the world, the elements of the world, rob them. Uh, that doesn't put us in some kind of perfect place or things of that nature. But it's those things that we strive for. It's those things that we pull for. That's the heart of a father. Amen. Amen. It was that father that stepped out every day, I believe. And, and that parable of the prodigal that was looking for that prodigal. Amen. To come. It's that father's love. It's that father's, uh, you know, determination. Amen. That uh, I'm going to be what God called me. We, we've seen men, amen, come out of home sometime. Uh, they had the opportunity to go the, the totally opposite way. But you know what? They found grace and found a fellowship with God. They become some of the greatest fathers and examples of fathers. Amen. In our community, even in this church. And we thank God for that. Uh, they're willing to work. They're willing to protect. They're willing to bring their families to church. They're willing to be examples to pray, to call on God, to read their Bibles and things of that nature that make an impact upon our community. Amen. Even upon the spiritual world. What if it wasn't for good fathers? And you had to humble themselves and pray and call on the Lord and call on the powers of God to work on our behalf. I'm telling you, the devil would eat up our community. Hallelujah. But thank God for some good, strong families and good, strong fathers that stand for this truth, stand for God, and, and you know, be a voice. Amen. And not just a voice, but you know, it's one thing to say it, but it's quite another to live it. Amen. So I thank God for the fathers of this church that's willing to live it. Amen. To be an example, to pay the price and make the sacrifice. Sometimes those sacrifices, not just in money and jobs, but time itself. Amen. To take time out to, to spend time with some and others and help them, help mentor them and bless them, encourage them. Throughout our community, amen, young boys, amen, that need some help sometimes. Just getting in the wrong direction, heading in the wrong direction. But I thank God for some good fathers here that help in those areas and, and by the blessings of God and the favor of the Lord. So we appreciate you this morning. And so we're just going to celebrate a little bit. And a uh, few cards. Amen. Michael, you want to come help me?
you don't want to. Casey, you want to come help me? Marley, come help me. Come on. Hey, them boys won't do it. See, that's the reason some of you men don't get blessings. Y'all let the ladies do it. I shouldn't say. Thank you, girl. You're going to get blessed. I'm going to give you a $5 bill before this thing here. I'm going to make this a little easier. Oh, some of them didn't get a number? Okay, all, all, all the fathers, make sure you got a number. Who didn't get a number? Two right up here. Make sure everybody gets a number. We'll do that in a minute. Before we do that, let's do this. We got one here for the oldest. <laughs> I'm sure that's not real hard to do this morning. <laughs> Praise God. Brother Ford, if you'll come. 89 years old. Praise God. Love Brother Ford. Appreciate him. In fact, right yes sir sure does all right youngest yeah I'd jump up as y'all but anyway <laughs> okay brother Tyler you the youngest how old are you 24 everybody thinks he's the youngest hey anybody under 24 here brother Nathan raised his hand but brother I don't think they'll vote for you <laughs> hand here this morning. Appreciate them so much. All right, Bill. It's your turn now. Give me one of them numbers. Eleven. Anybody got the number eleven? Twenty-three. Is making it Seven. Twenty-seven, all right.
19. Come on, brother. All right. All right, brother. I think that daughter almost said something, didn't she? <laughs> All right, appreciate you today. Thank you for coming, being a part of this with us today. Service is over. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. It's good to have everybody out this morning. Looking good. It's uh, I didn't get the youngest one, but I'm glad they don't give that, that one away that they give to mothers with most children. And I'd be glad I didn't get that one either. So, <clears throat> You know, a pastor is in a very precarious situation. It, it is that uh, everything he says or he doesn't says is weighed. Everything he does or doesn't do is weighed by people differently. You know, it just depends on where you are at the time. And it puts you in a very difficult situation, I would have to, I would have to assume. But there's no greater role than that of a pastor that stands between the people he has put over. He stands between them and eternity. That comes with a heavy responsibility. That comes with a great responsibility. And with it, it comes disappointments and with it comes great rejoicing it's just like it is with any mom or dad you you know you rejoice when they do good and you try to hide your disappointment when they don't do quite so good or whatever a pastor's in the same situation he has to put on that front every sunday morning every sunday night and whatever other service it is he has to put that he has to paint that face on you say well there's no need in faking it well come on don't we sometimes in our disappointment try to do our very best to, to spend it in a different way? That's the precarious situation a pastor is in. We've been blessed here at Bendale. We have a man of very high integrity. Uh, I've told some, it's, uh, you know, pastor said it here a while back that he oftentimes gets called by, I, I think he gets called Joe, uh, by somebody on and on. He says he doesn't correct them because he's okay with it. And he says he's okay with being called any of his brothers. That speaks volumes. I have told people before, even if he wasn't my pastor, if he wasn't even, even if he wasn't in the church, he would still be a man of integrity, which means a lot. So, on behalf of the church, Pastor Moore, thank you very much, and happy Father's Day to you. Why don't we give that to the Father above, because we know the one who molds us and shapes us through his grace. Amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you again. I appreciate that so much. We do love you. You, you can stay sitting. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I know it's Sunday, it's Father's Day and uh, things of that nature. Let's also remember Brother Barry and them, they're going to go preach for Brother Spears and them tonight. So their schedule is really going to run tight. So let's remember them. Also remember, we're not going to have service here tonight. So you got the whole afternoon, uh, unless you would like to go somewhere, that's up to you. But you got the afternoon, so spend some time with your family. Spend some time with your father if that's possible. If not, call them, whatever. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.